All right. Welcome, everybody, to a Vaguely Familiar podcast, the real-time podcast. Um, today, we are reviewing The Batman, full spoilers. My name is Nazar Sayed. With me is my brother, Bashar. And uh, truly apologies to Hassan Minaj, who couldn't show up to the podcast today because we were reviewing Batman. But it's a beautiful day, man. You know why? It's a beautiful, dark day. It's a beautiful night. It's a beautiful night. And There's a lot of really positive things happening tonight. Uh, number one, we just saw The Batman. So obviously that's like a, every time there's a new Batman movie or a new iteration of Batman, we're, we're invested. But it's also the uh, first test match between Australia and Pakistan in Pakistan, man. Absolutely. Lots of uh, stuff happening. Uh, I think, you know, it, fair to say we just walked out of The Batman. Yeah. And we had a lot of mixed emotions. I wasn't sure if I should discuss the movie with you walking out of the theaters i don't know because i wanted to get like our no pun intended on the wing of the podcast but your, your real-time reaction yeah so we didn't talk about anything no we haven't really we, we literally much. sat in the car played like the big picture podcast and just shut up yeah and then we had dinner and then we just now are sitting in front yeah. of each other so we do i don't even know what you thought about it you don't know what i thought about it i mean there was little like leaks of emotion through throughout because i was just very excited um about this movie um, uh, but you, you sort of, you know, characteristically contained yourself, which is very, it's a very Bashar thing to do. So, um, without further ado, man, let's just jump into it. This is a massive, massive, massive spoiler war- warning to everyone. It's in the title. It's in the description. You've seen it in big capital letters. This is a spoiler discussion. We're going heavy into what we liked, what we didn't like, what could have worked better, what was excellent, the ending, the middle, everything, the twists, the turns. The deaths, we're gonna go into the it. question marks. Yeah, all of that. We're gonna we're gonna answer it all. So this is your fair warning. If you made it to like the first three minutes of the podcast, tune out unless you don't give a shit. And if you've seen it, stick around because this is gonna be a bumpy ride. Let's get into it. Um, get into it. Firstly, what did you think of Robert Pattinson as 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 before Batman? all that? Before all that, okay. I, okay. I want to know your my thoughts on the movie. Your thoughts on the movie. Your your you unfiltered thoughts you sat through two hours two hours and 57 minutes of the batman directed by matt reeves when you left the seat how did you feel i felt i I had no idea this movie was gonna be this dark yeah like i've seen previous batmans i've seen the the animated series and this is out of all the darkest that i've i've seen in what sense in the sense of how, of the, the tone of the movie, mm-hmm. the, the themes, um, aesthetically, aesthetically, um, musically, like yeah. how, how it was the um, score, score the score of the movie, um, and just how gory it was at times. Yeah, it's a really, really. I mean, be, before we watched the movie, you told me that this is like you heard other reviewers talk about how yeah. this is a mix of Seven and um, Prisoners, Prisoners. And there's a bit of Mindhunter involved as well. Yeah. And after watching the movie, I can, I can see how that connects. Yeah. Um, and also, the guy who played the Riddler was in Prisoners. Oh yeah, that's true. I, I didn't. You know what? I connected that in the middle of the movie because throughout the movie you don't see the Riddler's face. You don't see his identity. You just it's. By the way, Riddler's costume design is amazing. He's completely leather masked up, and then the only thing that's like kind of human about him is his glasses and he's wearing clear glasses 
and he's wearing clear glasses like clear on lenses. top. It's so like it's kind of iconic. I, I'd see how many people want to dress up as yeah. Riddler on this Halloween, which is also funny because this movie takes place on Halloween. Yeah, it it starts off it's the thirty first of October. Yeah, um, and um, it's it's almost as if the bat like but the Batman is talking in his diary. And he's also narrating the scene at the yeah, same time. Yeah, well, he is. He's right. Literally, yeah. he's writing in his diary. He's journaling. Yeah. But yeah, so the, the, you thought the movie was very dark. What else did you think? If you, uh, I thought it was. It also had a very long runtime. Okay. And you felt like it dragged. I felt like it dragged. I felt at least three to four points in the movie where they could have just ended it, but they continued to keep going with okay. it. Okay. And um, like, on, on a very 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 serious note, the guy beside me was snoring. <laughs> really like midway i could hear him snore um, so you just edged him i was worried that you were you were sleeping through. yeah it. i know you were checking up on me i was like are you sl- like because i would turn to like react on something that happened like the car chase scene or the fighting scene or the twist when they actually like all of that's over when, when like alfred blew up i was like yo did you see that and you were just like Mm-hmm. Like, is he like I don't know what's happening is he like soaking it in because I'm losing my mind like I ca- a few of those things I called beforehand and I was like because uh, it, it was leading up to we'll, we'll get into it when we get into the plot but the murders were leading up to Bruce Wayne and I knew that Bruce Wayne is not going to be there because he's Batman and he's literally everywhere else so it's going to like Alfred is going to bite it and that whole sequence was amazing by the way it was yeah. but what else what else did you find about the movie that that struck with you you're not saying if it was good or bad this is very diplomatic of you i don't know why i i thought it was okay i okay. I, I that's like, interesting i'm not sure if i would watch this again really yes okay um on on the first viewing itself i i thought it was a lot to take in okay a lot to absorb yeah um not saying that it was it was bad but by any sense but it was just a lot going on the thing that Chris Ryan said in the podcast that we were listening to on the way back was that it's really hard to have fun with Batman. Especially when you come out of like Spider-Man recently, like yeah. in December, and jump into Batman, which is like the literally the opposite. It's, end. A, it's the polar opposite. Polar opposite movie. It's dark. It's dreary. It's traumatic. At the same time, like, yeah, this, these might be things that, you know, I'm not fully enjoying, but at the same time that's what batman is yeah you know? his, his story is of, of trauma uh, is, is of um of horror the dark knight is a very traumatic movie it is it's so it was so traumatic that it put batman out of business and it took him nine years to come back in in the dark knight rises like that's yeah. how that's how these batman stories go man they're, he's not your friendly neighborhood spider he's the guy whose parents were murdered in front of him and to cope with that this kid literally took up arms and became a vigilante in a new york style city yeah so it's not supposed to be fun and it's not supposed to be like, you know, I don't know, uplifting, inspirational. I don't know. I thought it was all of those things. I was uplifted at the end and I was inspired at the end. But I know where you're coming from with the dark and dreary part. I will be very clear about this, that I, I love this movie. Like I was giggling throughout the fighting scenes, the, the, the brutality, the violence. I was beaming. I love, love, love dark movies, man. Like. Prisoners by Denis Villeneuve, which stars uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Hugh Jackman, Paul Dano, and Hugh Jackman. One of the most darkest movies I've ever seen. Yeah, I would watch it again. Nocturnal yeah. Animals. Nocturnal Animals. Absolutely. We watched it again. Uh, actually, 
uh, a movie directed by Matt Reeves, 10 Cloverfield Lane. There we go. We watched it in theaters and we were Beautiful. like, wow, this man has made a movie that the whole setting is in a basement. Yeah. So we were on the edge of our seats. Yeah, it was electrifying. It was, so thrilling, it was electrifying. Yeah. And there were moments I had throughout the Batman that made me feel like that. The when when the Batman, like I said previously, when the Batman realizes that, oh my God, I am the next target. Like I called it out. I was like, he's going for Bruce Wayne. Like he has to go for Bruce Wayne now. And but Bruce Wayne isn't there. So who's there? Alfred. And then that whole scene makes you think that this is where the, the direction comes in, which was, by the way, the cinematography and the direction of this movie, masterful. Absolutely. I agree with that. Masterful. Like the way the some of the shots were constructed, the way that Matt Reeves chose to tell the story, the slow walking boots, the rain, the everything, like the 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 neon signs. It was so dreary and dark. It made you it made it sucked you in. Yeah. And even even the casting on the movie, like nobody felt out of place. Oh no, no. And everybody put up a really great performance. I okay, so the thing with that was when we get into the performance section, we'll talk about it a little bit more, but I was never a fan of Zoe Kravitz. I think she was in Fantastic Beasts too, and I, that was the worst part of the movie for me. I I've never seen her anything else. I, I I'm just not a fan. Like she gives me Zendaya vibes. I'm not a fan of Zendaya either. I loved her in this movie. She was amazing, mm-hmm. and like I, the only part that was stressing me out going into this movie was like I might not like her. I came out loving her. Okay. I loved her character. I loved what she was going through. I loved her arc. Uh, this is as much of a Catwoman movie as it is a Batman w- movie, and that's not a bad thing. It's a really good thing. Um, uh, the story was great. Uh, the Riddler's final plan to blow up the city was kind of underwhelming for me. I thought I liked it when it was just his his mentality targets. targets? Yeah, no, no. I liked it when it was like Batman versus the Riddler, but then it quickly became Batman. R- R- the Riddler winning, and then the Batman had to like clean up the mess. It it came up with some really good action scenes at the end on on the Gotham uh, Garden. What was it? Gotham City Garden was it? Gotham, Gotham Square, Square Garden. Garden yeah. The GSG, I guess. And um, some crazy fight scenes there. Great choreography. You finally see the Batman's rage unleashed in that scene where Selena Kyle gets kicked and beat up, and he like just comes up insane. Like he probably would have killed that guy if Gordon hadn't. But in yeah. and stop that. It was love. It was lovely seeing that. Uh, just the whole vibe of of it. Like in the beginning of the movie, the, the city's unsure about Batman, and by the end, they embrace him, and he embraces the city. You know, you you mentioned this part, and then you also mentioned the cinematography. One of the first scenes is when the mirror gets murdered, and uh, Batman walks into the crime scene. And I love how they shoot that scene because it's yeah. from Batman's uh, point of view. And you can see everybody, all the police officers are reacting to, to his entrance. Yeah. And then there's a point at the end of the movie where Batman is dragging a criminal to, like in, in a similar scene. And people were, the, the police officers were reacting in a similar way, but to the criminal, not to Batman. So they yeah. kind of accepted him as, as one of one, his. one of his. And it's just like stuff like that, which I was just, I was just surprised at how much Batman we got in this movie. A lot of it, actually. He's like, like Pattinson is Batman in this movie for like ninety percent. Absolutely. Uh, that's that was also kind of like, I'm a fan of Bruce Wayne. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I I like to see Bruce Wayne showing off his money, okay. being with the girls, you know, of how you imagine Bruce Wayne. But even the Bruce Wayne in this movie is very very dark, dreary. Yeah, very 
traumatized by his past. Like, he's still... Because he's... The thing that we're forgetting about this Bruce Wayne and this Batman is this he's a very young Batman. Yeah, I think they they make it a point to say at least three to four times in the movie that this is his second year yeah. as Batman. Yeah. What did you think about the voiceover choice that Matt Reeves chose in the beginning and at the end of the movie? I liked it. Right? I liked I it a like lot, actually. I feel like it really nicely bookended the, the movie. Like, it starts with his thoughts and ends with his thoughts. And, like, it, I'm getting goosebumps since thinking about it because his voiceover was so effectively done it yeah. gave you uh immediate context of where the story is taking place and at the end it gave you immediate closure yeah it immediately so much immediate it's so much immediacy it, it, it made you because i'm so excited about it it made you feel the tug and push the pull and push of the story like it was a proper wave that batman was riding and like at the end he, he comes to his final point he never gives up on gives up on the city you know um, I'm not sure exactly where we are in the review, but you mentioned this while you watched the movie a few times, how you could draw parallels from, from this movie to what's happening in Pakistan. Yes. A, a lot yes. of the corruption, a lot of people who, who are there. We're going to get a flag for this 100%. Not even Pakistan, but you can say third world countries. Where third, third world countries. Where corruption gang is, countries. is pretty big. You can even call this, you could see this stuff in um, Detroit. Yeah, this is like a country, cities that are underdeveloped, that are run by the mafia, the mob, the yeah. political system, where every politician, uh, person of the establishment is under some mafia mob guy's yeah. pocket, and like the the people are there, they they, they want to make the change, but the system is so corrupt that yeah. there's just you know barricades after barricades, yeah, man, obstacles. And as this movie progressed and the layers were pulled off, on everyone being a scumbag i loved that batman could trust no one except gordon Gordon. and gordon could trust no one except batman like those two were supposed to be together like that's one of my favorite uh combinations even in the dark knight trilogy uh the gordon and batman aspect was uh was so good right and like that iconic scene at the end of the Dark Knight Rises when he qu- requotes Gordon from the first movie to tell him who he is. Yeah. Right. When he's, as he's flying off with the atom bomb, like stuff like that, you feel the push and pull of their relationship as well. Where, like, in a minute, Gordon has blind faith in this guy, but then he's also like eyeing him and making sure that he's not, you know, the Riddler's accomplice and stuff like that. I loved it, man. Like that, that, that J- Jeffrey Wright as Jim Gordon. Great casting. I was also a bit wary about him because I've always seen him in like villainous roles. Like he was the guy from Source Code yeah. that was keeping Jake Gyllenhaal in the in the tank. Yeah. Like, like I've always seen him in that kind of thing, that kind of stuff. But seeing him as Batman's number two, or seeing him at seeing Batman as his number two sometimes was fun. Speaking of Batman's number two, we also didn't get to see a lot of Alfred. Yeah. Right? Like I wanted not, to see more. Not a lot of wisdom that you usually get from Alfred. This Alfred seems like he's been through the trenches, man. Like he lets like while while he's on the bed, he tells Batman, like, all I could do was teach you how to fight. So like Batman learned his stuff from Alfred? Like, is that where we're going at? Like I'm if this ever turns into a trilogy, I'm I will bet a lot of money that we're gonna see a Alfred versus enemies fight scene. Like a good three yeah. minute montage of just him beating people up. Cause he's young. Mm-hmm. Alfreds are getting like you know how Aunt Mays are getting younger and younger as yeah. each Spider Man Spider Man franchise expands. Same thing with Alfred, man. We started with Mister uh, 
Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> That's my horrible Michael Caine expression. I won't bore you. Yeah, and then <laughs> I've buried enough members of the, the Wayne, Wayne family. family. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we started with. And then we got Scar as uh, uh, Alfred in the Batflick universe. And then we got uh, Godzilla as... Uh, oh, he was Godzilla. Yeah, bro. He was uh, he was War of the Planet of the he was all the he was the uh, main monkey. What was the main monkey? Caesar. Yeah, he was Caesar in Planet of the Apes. That makes sense because he Matt was, Reeves directed all those movies. He was Godzilla. He was um. What else was he? A few other things. He was the one of the monkeys in the Coldplay video. He he directed. He didn't direct them, but like he taught them how to walk and stuff like that in the in that Adventure of a Lifetime video. So he's been around like animals a lot. But seeing him just be him, and now he's around the bat. Hey, hey, <laughs> you know, you know, you can't keep the uh, animalistic tendencies away from Andy Circus. Yeah, but he was also Golem. Uh, yeah, Golem. I forgot he was Golem in Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, he just great performance. I would love to see more of him if there's ever a sequel. The weird thing about this movie is that it's so self-contained. Like, if you tell me that we will never ever see a Batman movie again from Robert Pattinson to Matt Reeves, I will be like, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Like this could be a good standalone movie. There's, Stand- there's no prequel required. You, there, even if there's no sequel, it'll be fine. Yeah. We know the, we know the story. We know the, how the, how the winds get murdered and we know that after that, this is what happens. Okay, fine. I would love to see what happens more. I would love to see a version of the Joker in this, in this universe. I would love to see, what the I would, I would love to see what happened in the first year of Batman being Batman, right? Want to see a prequel? Uh, because there was so much content contempt from uh, the police officers. Like, I want to know what did he do? Like, what mistakes he made? Um, I mean, they show them quite blatantly actually in this movie where he's flying away from the police, and you you're so used to like a superhero landing that when he gets hit by the by the bridge and then like by the car and then just rolling over, I'm like. Yeah, that's also like part of he he's been through things. Like they they show a few scenes where he's like putting a shirt on, taking a shirt off, and there's scars all over his body. Yeah. So I guess that is some sort of context to uh what he's been through. Battle battle ridden. That was a good scene, by the way, that you mentioned where he jumped off. Um and one of the things that I really liked about this movie was the gadgets that they showed. We were talking yeah. about this in the last podcast we did when we were talking about the best Batmans. Um and one of the, the gadgets that was so interesting was the camera on the iris. Yes, the iris cameras. Yes, that was very interesting. And that explained a lot of why he was just observing. Like uh, a lot of the reviews and a lot of the things that people were talking about was like Bat- Batman doesn't have a lot of dialogue in this movie. He doesn't. He doesn't talk a lot. He talks very, he only talks when he needs to talk. And otherwise, what is he doing? He's just, he's just looking around. Okay, but Why? And they made it interesting because when he's looking around, he's basically scanning and recording everything so he can look back. He's IDing people. He's IDing people. He's basically like figuring things out. He's 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 collecting evidence and he looks back on onto it to be a better detective. This is the thing about this movie that I love, right? This is what the Joker did really well as well, the Todd Phillips Joker, which this reminded me a lot of because like you said, that this is a re- this is a good movie that you would not want to watch again because of how dark and how heavy it is. I have had the same feeling about The Joker, mm-hmm. which yeah. was, it was an amazing movie, 
that I would only want to watch once. And I've only seen it once. Yes. Like, I have not seen it again. Sometimes I, it comes up on YouTube and I see the scene where the ending scene where he's on the talk show and he shoots Robert, Down, Robert De Niro's character. That's cool and everything, but I can't see the two hours before that because it's heavy. It's dark. Yeah. I don't think the Batman is as dark as the Joker it was. I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I can rewatch this movie a lot of times because there's action in this. The car chasing, man. It was so good. When the the when presence the, of the Batmobile. Um, yeah, I was going to say. When it was revving up. Oh, my God. The sound design on that was amazing. I had goosebumps. Because yeah. I was like, it's here. Like, we totally forgot. And the funny thing is, through I was noticing this throughout the Batcave. Like, they're doing stuff in the foreground. In the background, there's a car covered up. Covered up, yeah. And then after they reveal the car, it's not covered up anymore. And I was like, that that's good. You teased yeah. me like that, and I like it, Matt Reeves. Um, yeah, it was just, we to- we're totally forgetting a very important integral part of the movie, which was the penguin. The penguin. Did you know the penguin was Colin Farrell? I, I found out after watching the movie, I went on to the cast and I was like, what? Like, what? Seriously? Tell me, was that not, sorry, Noel Gallagher just fell. But that was A, amazing casting and B, amazing execution, man. Like, I, I didn't want to tell you. So I didn't know if you knew if Colin Farrell was Penguin or not, but I don't want to tell you because if you didn't, then, you know, I'd want to see your reaction. So your reaction to seeing Penguin and see, knowing that it's Colin Farrell is what? Shock. Shock. I don't know how they pulled it off. If I knew that they were casting him as Penguin, like before watching the movie, I would have been like, what? I don't know how this guy fits into the role. Completely. But after watching it, I'm thankful that I'm not a casting director because I would never have done that. You you could you can't see that. Like they put a lot of prosthetic makeup, which is really good makeup because you can't tell. Yeah. And he does such a good job. He's like, hey, take it easy. <laughs> like yeah. All that stuff. It's so much fun. And uh, like he he gave a a really I mean the whole movie is dark, but he gave a quick comedic element to it too. Like when he was being interrogated by Batman and and Gordon and all that stuff. Uh, just leaving him there, like he gave a little, a little flair to it. Yeah, not a lot of humor in this movie, no, but yeah, not at all. A, a bit of it that it has been brought up is from him. But you know what? What was cool about it? it? Some of it is like situational humor, which is just like if Batman was actually at a crime scene, like people would turn their heads and like you know when the when one of the detectives was trying to take like samples and he's like. Do you mind? Yeah. Because like, yeah. And then Batman didn't even move. Like stuff like that, where it's like you put a, a um a unique person in a unique situation. How would that play out in front of normal people? I like that interaction. Like him in the police station or him in the crime scenes and all that. Like that was cool to me. Like I've never seen Batman in that situation before. You usually see him. He's there, and then you turn around and he's gone. Yeah. Like, there was there were a few scenes like that. Yeah. But just where see, he's like coming out of the shadow. Bro. He is the shadow. Yeah. And then I like how they set that up too. Yeah. With the voiceover of him being like, I am the shadow. And then just you felt the fear initiated right from the beginning of the movie, where he's talking about how when they see the light in the sky, they get scared. Did did you feel like Batman and the Riddler here were kind of similar to how Joker and the Dark Knight were in, in that trilogy because of how the Riddler used Batman as a puppet to mm. basically investigate, solve his puzzles, and you know, try to find out what, what the next move is going to be. Mm. Um, did you think there were? I think there were 
definitely trying to pay homage to the Joker with that interrogation scene, with him being behind in a in a, in a jail, caught, and you know that's just not the end of my plan. There's more to it. Um, I feel like after that scene, the movie kind of started to like unravel for me. I was hoping that the Riddler's master plan would be a little bit more divisive, like how the Joker's master plan was like, I'm going to put these two people in boats and see who blows the one, one or the other one up first. Yeah. And that's like, you put morality, ambiguity, you put a lot of those things in people's heads. And then during, during the dark night, cause we keep comparing it to the dark night. Cause you're going to do that. Like this movie begs itself to be compared to the dark night. And as, as an audience member, you're watching that movie and going, what would I do? Would I pull the trigger or would I wait? You know? And, um, the, the only scene think... where I, I felt like I was on the edge of my seat in, in the movie was when he was trying to get back to the Wayne Tower yeah. and Alfred was opening the present up. And I was like, whoa, what the hell? No, this is going to kill Alfred. This is, this is going to go down. And even when Alfred threw away the bomb and it blew up, um, I thought he was dead. I, I didn't think he would have survived that. Yeah. Um, no, but they co- sort of, in a cool way, uh, showed that you could survive a, 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 a you can survive an explosion like that because of how literally Batman was holding uh, Coulson by the collar and Coulson blows up and Batman survives that, right? Yeah. Uh, they show, There was precedence that the bombs were not huge TNT blasts. They were just like small radius blasts. Um, but yeah, that was some of those scenes were extremely gripping. And yeah, just, just them paying homage to the Dark Knight I don't know if they were doing this intentionally or not, but it was. It, it, you could see that they were they were inspired by it. Obviously, was some of the best stuff from The Dark Knight. Uh, th- what did you think about Paul Daniels Riddler as the villain? I thought he was good. Um, I don't compare it to the Joker. No, I know I'm not comparing, that. but obviously that that is the benchmark that we sort of compare it to now with and any Joker performance, right? Even when. Um, Joaquin Phoenix did the Joker. Everyone's like, "Oh, is it going to be better than Heath Heath Ledger or not?" So that's the thing, right? So Joaquin's Joker is also phenomenal, also amazing, also one of the best performances of the past 20, 25 years. But it's vastly different from Heath Ledger's Joker, and and it's fine. Like you don't have to be the same Joker uh, or, or same character for it to be good. Like Joaquin and Heath Ledger showed that. Paul Dano was lit Riddler though. What was that? I, I just I just felt like um yeah as as an actor yeah it, it was some some good acting by him, um, but the the way that his riddles played out, I felt like like as as an audience member I I wasn't able to crack any of those those riddles on my own. It was only when the Batman was like okay oh, this means that this means that, that's when I was like okay now I feel like I'm part of it again. Yeah, uh, but like. There the, weren't any hints that I was catching. The way that they uh, f- um, unraveled that or explained that was like he would say the riddle, you would have like a beat to think about it, and before you thought too much about it or got confused, Batman would tell you because he's the better detective. You're not Batman. You're wearing the shirt, but you ain't it, bro. Right? Like he's he's the guy. I'm not wearing. And the thing pants. is, the guy who's <laughs> yeah. The th- the guy whose um whose life was at stake couldn't even get it either, and like literally, Batman was telling him all of the answers beforehand. So I think you, as a common person, that, that was that reaction was fine. 
But what else did you think about when you saw the Riddler? I I personally was very invested in his thing, at least until he was like, oh, by the way, I'm going to flood the city. I was like, I like it when you were like fighting him psychologically. I don't yeah. like it when you're going grand scale. I get why you're going going grand scale, and I get you have these um um what is it called delusions that you and Batman are on the same team and you're yeah. a psychopath. Like I get all of that, and I like all of that. I like the Zodiac aspect of it. Like literally in one of the videos, he goes, "This is the Riddler speaking," and I immediately was like, "Yo, yo, that's that's how the Zodiac talks," and like ciphers and and and, and all of that stuff was very cool to me. Uh, even the Riddler's costume was very Zodiac inspired. Yeah, right. Especially the, with the scene. boots and the gloves and uh, and the overall like everything was very very the mask, the leather stuff was very Zodiac inspired, and I like that. Like I like that it was also green and it was also uh, true to the character, but at the same time it was like very real and very grounded. Um, one thing I noticed was that they were trying really hard to keep the red Batman theme going. Like I think. For eighty to eighty-five percent of scenes, you could see some sort of red light element. Yeah, uh, it was being incorporated within the scene. It was a th- definitely a theme in the movie, and I think we're trying to do it here as well because we have red light behind you. Yeah, we always have this light, bro. It's the red <laughs> and the blue. It's the uh, fire versus the water. <laughs> like you're a Pisces, I'm a Leo. We got to do this. Brought astrology into this, guys. I did. I totally red did that. <laughs> red light. Red light. But yeah, there was definitely like the theme because. I liked how they kept the movie dark, but they illuminated the scenes with like neon lights and like flickering bulbs and like street lights and, mm. and all of that stuff. Sorry. It was aesthetically very pleasing yeah. to me. And I like dark movies like that. Prisoners, I love like that because Prisoners, the entire movie, it's raining and it's dark and it's wet. And Jake Gyllenhaal is going from this place to that place. And there's a murder and there's kids involved. Like, I love that stuff. Nocturnal Animals, dark as well. Uh, Zodiac, bro. Oh, sorry, not Zodiac. Seven. Mm-hmm. It's raining in that entire movie. It's wet. It's dark. It's cloudy. It's dreary. Shout out to Scotland. Shout out to Glasgow, man. Uh, that city <laughs> being UK being as dark and um, ominous as it is, yeah, really helped the vibe on this one. Yeah. And that last uh, sequence where they're walking, driving through the um, the graveyard. That's the necropolis. Of Glasgow, which is one of the oldest graveyards and the biggest graveyards in the world. Like, that's like at least like seven, eight hundred years old. You know a lot about Glasgow. I've been. I've been, bro. I've been. And I love Glasgow. And you could definitely tell that, that especially the last entire scene on the bridge and everything. That was in all Glasgow, bro. Yeah, Scotland, I, I was trying to see. I, don't, I didn't know like where it was shot. So I was trying to see maybe if any of the scenes were shot in uh, Toronto or not. No, 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 no. This was this whole sequence. This whole movie was shot in the UK. Okay. Except for like exterior shots. Um, of the city and the, those white shots of the city, like all of the in in road shots, was all all the UK. Though, like, uh, yeah. Who did you think? Um, I, I thought in the end of the movie when um, the Riddler is in Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Um, at the end of it, I think he's speaking to the to, to Joker only because of how the laugh was and and how they were trying to sort of hide his face and there was you could see some damage to his face. That's the thing. So now I don't think that was the Joker. I would have my money on Harvey Dent or Two-Face. That felt more like Two-Face to me than it did like Joker. Because his hair, the guy that you're talking about that uh, the Riddler talks to at the end, he's um, shadowed, 
right? You can't see his face, but you see a silhouette. And the hair is not long enough to be Joker. Joker has long hair, right? And um, and this you don't see his face clearly, but you can see that you can see some marks on his face. And I feel like that's Harvey Dent. That has to be Two Face. They wouldn't do the Joker like that. I think if the, at some point in this, if this franchise does go on, which I think it'll go on for sure, like uh, Matt Reeves has already hinted that you know he's gonna start working on Batman Two or whatever. They will have to introduce a Joker, but I don't think it'll be the next movie. It'll probably be the movie after that. And some twisted, in some twisted way, I really want Joaquin Phoenix to come back as Joker, but I don't think he can because if you remember correctly in that movie, he's that movie's first he set in like the eighties, right, or early nineties, and there's a kid, Bruce Wayne in there. Yeah. So by the time Bruce Wayne becomes Batman, Joaquin is like what sixty five, seventy. So yeah. I don't think that's gonna happen. But I would love to see a Joker in this universe. This universe's Joker would be demented. Mm-hmm. He would be absolutely vile. And I would love to see that. What did you think of Robert Pattinson as uh, the Batman? Because we were, we were talking a lot about previous Batmans and, and we were anticipating how this one's going to turn out to be. Yeah. What did you think of his performance as uh, as Batman and as Bruce Wayne and as just encompassing the whole character on its own? A. He's an A. He's not an A plus, but I would love to see more. His Batman was probably closer to an A plus. His Bruce Wayne is an A. I am not one of those people that was affected by oh he's so brooding, he's so depressed. I love depressed. I love brooding. Give me uh, Kurt Cobain vibes all day if you want. I loved it, but I think for this movie it works. I would like to see his character expand a little bit more be a little bit more uh, three-dimensional i feel like it was a little bit too much two-dimensional like i felt like the batman weight was being carried over onto the bruce wayne yeah weight, right yeah it was hard to draw the line like between between bruce wayne and batman right yeah. every time you, you would see him as bruce wayne like how he would be acting how he would be like monitoring things and analyzing stuff it was again from a batman perspective and we get that yeah but i think it was just lacking that billionaire playboy bruce wayne element you're very right and i think that has to do with how because he's still a new batman he doesn't know how to he doesn't understand the duality of his character right now um at the same time he literally does not give a shit like he was like the alfred was like oh there's investors or or accountants coming in tomorrow tomorrow morning and he was like i don't give a shit so he's not in that headspace to be Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I think he needs to realize that as part of his parents' legacy, is, is, is his, it has to do with him being Bruce Wayne, the yeah. Bruce Wayne of Gotham City. Um, and what he, th- what he was Prince thinking Gotham, right now, yeah. what he was thinking right now was that him being the vigilante, the mass vigilante and saving the people of Gotham and, and keeping crime away is how he pays homage to uh, his parents' legacy. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned the accountant scene. Uh, we found out later <laughs> in the in the movie that the Riddler is actually an accountant. He works at, I don't think they said KPMG, but they said something very similar. Yeah, trying to you know make a replica. Yeah, difference. So they want to get. He was an accountant working at the big four company, and eventually turned into the Riddler. My accountant friends, I hope you guys are doing okay. Check up on your friends who are in the big four. Please. <laughs> they're one step, they're one bad day away yeah. from turning into serial killers. Yeah, so, but again, um, they mentioned the accountants in the beginning, how yeah. the accountants wanted to meet Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And I think it was probably him uh, to discuss maybe parts of the fund. 
Uh, that's a good that's a good tie-in like i I, you were probably the only person who probably caught on on that i didn't catch up on that um because when they disclosed his profession and you were like bro he's an accountant and then you're like yo what if he was coming to meet him in the beginning and he like blew him off but i think um the accountants did come in the in the beginning and he did meet them did he not because he was dressed up and he was sitting on the table with um alfred and they were having a conversation and then that woman comes in she's like oh that uh i mean technically even if it did show up bruce wouldn't have known Right, because he's masked. True, 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 true. Only the Riddler knows uh, who Batman is, but Batman doesn't know who the Riddler was yeah. at the time. True. I liked how um, maniacal the Riddler was. Like his, he was clearly unhinged. Like even in the videos, he was just talking softly, and then he would start yelling, and then he would start like being this huge bombastic character, and then he would start, become small again. Uh, same thing with behind the glass. Um, he that was a very creepy scene behind the glass. Because that's like how he's talking and then he's like almost singing and then he's talking and then he's like yelling and it's quite psychotic a- a- as he should be. As he should be because he's he's playing a serial killer who's like literally demented. He's not he has visions of grandeur. He's trying to be like larger than life. He, he the best thing about this villain that I enjoyed was that he thinks he's doing a good job. He thinks he's making the city better, which in his own right. These are the people who are corrupted. These are the people who are sitting in Falcone's pocket, which we didn't even talk about John Turturro's Falcone yet, which was amazing. Major Godfather vibes because he was talking all like, you know, murmury and like, hey, yeah, yeah, I did that for your father. Like all that stuff, which I loved again. Like he's just like done. And if Bruce Wayne's answer was to become the Batman, his answer was become the Riddler. Yeah. And yeah, like it was just, it was very well executed. I wish there was just a little bit more. Uh, his plan, I didn't want his plan to be what it was. I thought it was a bit underwhelming. Um, but maybe if I see it a couple more times, I'd, I'd understand what he was. Because, th- again, this is a big, huge, chunky movie to take in at once. I just, I didn't buy a lot of the the last plan. It's like, yeah, okay, I understand what you're trying to do. You're trying to be... Batman's partner trying to expose these people who are doing corrupt, corrupt activities uh, under the table in, in Gotham City. And in the end, you realize there's there's no hope for the city. And then you're like, okay, what? Let's just blow it up. Let's flood it. Like, is that the answer to it? Yeah, to him. And it wasn't the whole city that he was flooding up, though. But let's be very clear. He was only flooding the downtown parts, the business financial districts. Like, if you see the plan where he's from in the room where he unravels the carpet, you see it from the top. It's not the entire city. It's just the middle part, which is the downtown core, right? That's what he's flooding. And because the poor people live on the outskirts, man. Like, they live in Scarborough. They don't live in, you know, they're not living in, in where does, uh, I forgot where Rosario lives, but I was going to drop that name. But they don't, they're not living near, near uh, you know. Shooter Street. Yeah, Shooter Street or whatever, like Dundas Square. They're living in Scarborough, bro. They're, they're in Mississauga. They're in Gene and Finch. That, that's not getting flooded. Shooter Street is getting flooded. And Air Canada Center is getting flooded. Mm. And I like that. I like that dichotomy. I just wish that it wasn't that way that he did it. Um, Maybe if I see it a couple more times, I'd I'd see more of the nuance in it, right? There was a lot of nuance up until that point. And then it was just like, oh, by the way, I'm going to kill the city. And I'm going to burn everyone. And like everyone's going to drown. I liked how the mayor got shot because she was being super altruistic. She was like, oh, you guys, and you guys are not ready to take the right step, and I'm going to go do this, and then she gets shot. I'm like, well, 
buddy. This was Gotham. Yeah. Right? This is this is what happens here. This is a city that that like is run that, by Falcone. That was also part of you know the one person who's actually trying to make a change. Yeah. Give me a break. They won't let them make that very Harvey Dent vibes yeah for that girl I wonder what she's going to become if she's going to become like a bad girl or anything or maybe they're just going to leave it to her as the as the mayor uh final thoughts on the reveal that actually everyone's in Carmine Falcone's or as I thought he was portrayed as in my head it was very Altafo Sand vibes <laughs> shout out to my crotchy people Bro, we gotta there. go back to crotchy too ah, that's fine it's all good like it, it, he doesn't have that grip anymore but like it was very like I am a political gangster leader here and i call the shots you think you call the shots but that's funny because that's not what it is yeah and it gave me very godfather vibes it gave me a lot of like you know that you, kind of you haven't seen mirza uh but i've a, seen some scenes a, a lot a lot of that is also that cartel that yeah. that gangster hood um vibes that, that you get he was the thing about um Carmine Falcone's character that I liked was that he was strong enough mentally to get into Bruce Wayne's head. Now, the argument could also be that Bruce Wayne was mentally weak enough to let Carmine Falcone get into his head. True. But he was playing around with Bruce, man. And it, and it yeah, worked. It, it worked. You saw for a, for a moment where he's where he goes back to Alfred and he speak to him, speaks to him about his dad and how he was convinced by, by Falcone that... Um, his father wasn't a good man that yeah. he corrupt things that he tried to have that journalist who had you know his dirty laundry killed off yeah and uh for a second batman was questioning his ex- existence Bro, what he was doing why he was doing that's it that's the thing right so in that scene you saw the pain in robert pattinson's face i was like this is where he's shining just that one scene where there's disgust on his face like alfred you knew and you didn't tell me and the f- that scene was so heartbreaking for me. Just the nuances in that scene, man. That's what happens when you put like two Oscar caliber actors in like great character roles. Alfred wakes up from his coma. He smiles to see Bruce and Bruce is disgusted. He's like, you piece of shit. Yeah. You had me set up. And then you just see the smile like drop from Alfred's face. And he's like, bro, you are out of line here. I'm out of line. You're out of line. It was just lovely to see that. Um, are you excited for future and in, future installments if they occur? Yes, I am. And at, like right before the movie started, they did show a lot of what's happening in the DC universe. Yeah. Um, and so I'm I'm excited to see what they have in store. Um, did they get you? Did it get you pumped again for like the stuff that's coming in the future? They did. They did. And I I will pay my hard earned money to to go and watch more DC movies. Okay. Um, Black Adam next. Yes. I I mean I'm I'm hoping that you know they continue with this, um, because they do have the great characters. They just need a bit more planning and and and, and better execution. Um, this wasn't that bad. Give this, me a number. Uh, for this movie, out of ten, be honest. Like you're probably gonna catch flack for this anyways from the bat, bat fans. Yeah, I'll I'll so probably give this like a seven or seven point five. Okay, out of ten, I will give this probably. An, I'm leading towards an eight point five, but if I see it a couple more times, it might go like to an eight point two five or eight point seven five. I'm not sure yet. Um, it's an A for me, not an A plus. Out of the theater, I can willingly tell you that the mantle of the greatest Batman movie is still held by The Dark Knight. Thank you, Christopher Nolan. Thank you, Christopher Nolan, for setting that benchmark. But this is very close. This is probably like two or three for me right now. Um, the beauty about The Dark Knight is, and that trilogy, is that we have a decade now to like soak it in. 
and have it sit with us. I think if you give this movie and if there's a trilogy that comes after this, like this whole, if you let it sink in for a bit, you might like it as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited for Robert Pattinson to, yeah. to grow in this role. Man. If he has more movies coming up for this, uh, which, which I am, I'm hoping that it, 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 that he does. Final, but just before we're going, I, I just want, to, want you to say a couple of things about the score. Great things. <laughs> Only great things to say. Um, the score was like always there, right? Because we talked about how there's not a lot of dialogue from Batman. So you have to fill it. You have to, the score has to be the a score part of the score is, it's, it's there. It's like, it's terrifying. Yeah. The score, right? It, it scares you, but the, it's so catchy at the same time. It's stuck in my head. It is. It's it, the <laughs> trumpets, they're, they're blowing yeah, and then they have like a soft tone for that. Um, I, Very, I, uh, Darth Vader-ish almost. Like, I like it. I like it. Um, good work, uh, by Michael Giacchino, I think that's his name. Um, just great movie, man. Like, uh, if you guys have a chance to see it this weekend, definitely check it out. Uh, let us know what you think about it. Let us know uh, if you liked it. If you were on my end, which was like a solid A. If you were on Bashar's end, which was like a B-ish. B-minus. B-minus, which is fine as well. Like, you know, to each their own. Uh, we got, we especially got Batman shirts for this, for this, uh, for this movie to go see it in theaters. Also to wear it on the on the podcast. You never had a Batman shirt before. I did, and I was actually just and planning I think, to like wear it all black. But I think this this really suits you. This Thank is you. your new look. You could you could rock that. Thank you. I just need to get better at solving riddles. I feel like everyone should have at least one Batman shirt and one Beale shirt in their life. Those are like quintessential for like normal tees. What do you think? Yeah. Definitely. I've had, I have like three. Beatles Get shirts. one John Miller shirt too while you're at it. <laughs> I have put it in the wild blue. <laughs> wild blue. Uh, that's actually quite appropriate. Um. Anyways, uh, that was my final thoughts. Everybody's go go. Everybody go check it out. Go check the Batman out. Watch it multiple times. Make this a hit so that we can get a sequel and then we can get a trilogy. Um. My name is Nadir Sayed. It's twelve fifteen. We have to go watch the Pakistan Australia series. The test, the pro- tests are probably already done, and we have to go check that out. Um, so you gotta excuse us. My name is Nadir Sayed. My name is Bashar, and we'll catch you on the flippity flip. Thank you guys very much. Take Thank care. you. Thank you so much.